Progressivism in Action, Chapter 9, Afghan Refugees. They're back, the four terrorists Obama released in exchange for deserter Bo Burdaugh. After Obama claimed they were no longer a threat, they're now running Afghanistan for the Taliban. Every time the progressives are in charge, chaos ensues. Either they're morons or the chaos they create is the road to Marxism. In their most recent blunder, Afghanistan, the progressive media, and the Biden administration have doubled down on stupidity. According to July 2021 phone transcripts, Biden committed an impeachable phone call. He offered Afghanistan President Jahani a quid pro quo, air support in return for lying about the declining direction of the Afghan war. The call also proved that Biden lied when he claimed he was unaware of Afghans' impending collapse. If that had been Trump, the progressive pigs would have already drafted the impeachment papers. No worries, that will never happen with a corrupt, gutless go-along-to-line-their-own-pockets Republicans. Everything's okay, though, because China received a massive payback for the $1.5 billion bribe they gave Biden when he drew down Afghan forces from the region and closed Bagram Air Base just 400 miles from their border. Britain's House of Commons and House of Lords, however, didn't feel the love and have already held Biden in contempt as unreported by the U.S. Marxist national media. Taking advantage of national media to stage their performance, DOD spokesman Kirby, woke generals, and the progressive media played off one another, pretending that they spoke for the magnanimity of all Americans. Reverting to the progressive playbook, vying for the most empathetic award, they used the same old tried-and-true con to capitalize on the emotions of U.S. citizens. To seal the deal, General Todd Walters of the U.S. European Command joined the woke media second act to fill us with more feel-good bullshit. He recited anecdotes about babies like Reach that were born on and named after the rescue planes that rose from the ashes to fly them to freedom, then insisted that Americans have an unlimited obligation to pay for the crisis that the Biden administration, the generals, and he created. While our evil, greedy, pig politicians, woke general bureaucrats, and NGOs escaped unscathed, they doubled down, play off our sympathies, deceive and guilt us into believing that their colossal ineptitude was a humanitarian burden that all Americans must bear or forevermore be racist. Even conservative news organizations like OAN and commentators like Fox News' Sean Hannity and Steve Hilton have bought the lie, are being played, and tearfully interviewing NGOs like Project Dynamo, Shadow Warriors Project, and Pineapple Express, which are carrying out secret Afghan rescue missions. Their first plan was to rescue a few hundred Americans or Afghan dual citizens. Now some NGOs are boasting they'll bring 80 to 100,000 unknown Afghans to America. If this occurs, these NGOs will become quasi-government agencies like the Catholic Charities that do Soros' bidding, aiding his globalist cause to destroy America. It will also cost taxpayers another $30 billion annually on top of the annual $30 billion that they will pay for the unknown Afghan indigents just brought here. Endangered Afghans that truly helped our U.S. military should be helped, but unless they are U.S. citizens or green card holders, they need to be relocated in their own region. Let's not manufacture another crisis. The progressives have allocated billions of dollars in the Build Back Better infrastructure and American Rescue Plan bills for NGOs. NGOs like the Catholic Charities are taxpayer parasites raking in tons of money for each refugee and illegal immigrant they resettle and are aligned with Soros organizations. They salvate over the Afghan refugee and border crisis and are behind the Build Back Better Reconciliation Bill, which will bankrupt America. 
The more people they resettle, the more money they make, giving them financial incentive to bring in as many refugees and illegals as possible. They don't care if they wreck your country or neighborhood if they're getting paid and demand American taxpayers be burdened with endless unknown refugees and illegal immigrants. Wisconsin Senator Johnson claims that, of the 125,000 Afghan refugees brought to the U.S., only 700 hold special immigrant visas, only a few thousand were American citizens, and we have no idea who the rest are. Screw American citizens. It's party over country, comrades. George Soros has again used taxpayer money to form Welcome U.S., forcing Americans to help pay for his most recent organization to destroy America. It advocates for the resettlement of hundreds of thousands of Afghan refugees in a neighborhood near you, but not their neighborhoods. It's sponsored by his open society and the usual globalists, Uber, Facebook, Microsoft, Walmart, and others, and run by Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, and Rhinos George and Laura Bush. It became evident that Rhino Bush was always a Soros globalist when he stated in a recent speech that nationalism leads to nativism, limited trade, and isolationism. The dumb part was he claimed that nationalism made it necessary for our country to recover its identity. He never was bright. Someone should have told him that nationalism is about identity. One of Reagan's few regrets was when he reluctantly endorsed Rhino Bush Sr. for president. Supported by his generals, NGOs, global corporate raiders, their media, and rhinos, Biden is now requesting an amendment to the reconciliation bill that will grant green cards and citizenship to any unvented Afghan who arrives in the U.S. between July 2021 and the next fiscal year 2022. Refugees get interest-free loans, are entitled to all welfare programs, work permits, free education, health care, and other benefits. Incessant free benefits will not only become a magnet for Afghans to migrate to the U.S., but also for ex-Afghans who haven't lived in Afghanistan for years or anyone in the Middle East claiming to be Afghan. Now that Afghan commercial flights have resumed, millions can fly to the U.S. within hours to collect unlimited welfare benefits, send for their families, or send back remittances. Progressives need a permanent underclass to keep their system going. Without a scintilla of concern and oblivious to the tragedies which their inept policies cause, the ruling class again doubled down on their arrogance and stupidity. To provide cover for their incompetence, they put on an emotional humanitarian show by evacuating tens of thousands of Afghanistans under the guise of rescuing American citizens. Then without permission from or concern for American citizens, the global elite ruling class corporate progressive pigs flush their smelly incompetent shit into a neighborhood near you, disposing it quickly to hide their political stain. In addition to straining neighborhood resources, the refugee status granted to tens of thousands of foreign indigents will force the poor and middle class taxpayers to support these refugees financially for the rest of their lives. Many of these refugees don't know their birth date, can't speak English, read, write, or fill out a simple form, and will need care for the rest of their lives. As if that weren't enough, to cover their colossal incompetent asses, the DHS pigs are illegally invoking the parole loophole that is only meant for individuals under extreme circumstances. They're waving in tens of thousands of unknown randomly selected indigents who have no ties to our military. We're told daily for optics that they're only bringing in rescued Americans and allies when in fact they're bringing in tens of thousands of unknown indigents. DHS claims that 64,000 of the 125,000 refugees who were being held overseas have now landed in the U.S. 
They claim roughly 7,000 are U.S. citizens, 3,500 are lawful permanent residents, and 84% or 52,000 are unknowns. If you could believe their lie, that would mean there are at least another 52,000 unknowns still overseas waiting to be processed to enter the United States, enough to replicate some of America's largest cities. If they have no affiliation to our military or America, why are we bringing them here? Many could be rapists, terrorists, or pedophiles. An Afghan refugee arrived at the Ramstein German Air Base with explosives and blasting caps in his luggage. Mark Green's Republican Tennessee sources claim that Afghan refugees have already committed multiple sexual assaults and have left American air bases and Ubers unvented from multiple locations. Former acting director of DHS, Cusinelli, claims it takes 18 months to two years to vet a special immigrant visa, SIV, and that they can only vet about 750 Afghans a year. He wants to know how we're going to vet 125,000 people in a couple of weeks. 750 people over 20 years would approximate 15,000 SIVs. Who are and why were the other 110,000 people brought here? In a congressional hearing, Moron DHS Secretary Mayorkas testified that they were vetting these refugees during their flights to the U.S. As usual, the global ruling class corporate progressive pigs hide the real refugee numbers to conceal the true impact that their incompetence will have on the American citizens. A Pew poll found that 99% of all Afghans want to live under Sharia law, which contradicts American law and lifestyles. United Airlines said that they were never given a passenger manifest, were told just to evacuate people, and that none of their passengers were Americans. Upon arrival in the U.S., passengers were just whisked through Dulles Airport unchecked. Another pilot flying from Kuwait to Virginia's Dulles Airport stated, We started the flight thinking we were doing good, but by the time we deplaned, we could have been bringing back some really bad guys. Almost all of those 125,000 so-called Afghans evacuated who claimed they had visas didn't. The only condition for getting on the airplane was a pat-down. State Department documents show they only had a couple of thousand interpreters, and many Afghans only worked at the embassy for a few weeks to get a special immigrant visa, SIV, then quit. The ruling class pigs continue to obfuscate and lie to us, pretending that they're trying to evacuate Americans when they're filling planes with tens of thousands of random unknowns to cover their asses. All 2,000 refugees that went to Fort McCoy, Wisconsin, have no visas and need translators, yet are allowed to travel freely outside the base. Why would translators need translators? Senator Johnson, Republican Wisconsin, warned that these so-called refugees aren't being properly vetted. So far, one previously deported rapist, 100 refugees on the terrorist watch list, and many with child brides have been transported to the U.S., the Wall Street Journal reported that most of the interpreters and U.S. visa applicants were left behind in Afghanistan. Of the 125,000 people evacuated, only 5,000 claimed to be Americans or have dual citizenship. Only 8,500 were actually Afghanistans, and the rest were of different nationalities. Are the unknowns who deceived us going to be returned to lessen our burden, or would that be too much of a bother? Are both the unknowns and the lying pigs that brought them here under false pretenses going to get away with taking advantage of American citizens, as usual? Eager to sell out their constituents and anxious to be the first to prove who's most woke, the rhinos trip over themselves while running to the microphone to repeat the progressive media's emotional talking points. Self-righteously, they demand that we relocate and settle a half a million Afghan terrorists in your neighborhood. 
Rhino pigs are no different than progressive pigs. They don't care about the cost or devastation they cause you, your family, or your neighborhood. They only care about votes, election, promoting fleeting woke messages, portraying feel-good images, and pleasing their corporate masters. They aren't going to inform you that each refugee will receive $900 in walk-around cash and eight months of refugee medical assistance immediately after deplaning in the U.S. They aren't going to inform you that refugee status immediately entitles their families to free welfare, interest-free loans, housing, legal counsel, education, health care, among others, nor will they tell you that the refugees over age 65 will automatically receive $674 a month from our rapidly depleting SSI program. They won't tell you that each refugee will most certainly receive temporary assistance to needy family, TANF, which will likely be extended every five years after review for life. They won't tell you that each refugee family will cost American taxpayers over 200,000 times 125,000 refugees or over $25 billion a year until they die. They certainly won't tell you that the Build Back Better Reconciliation Bill will entitle these refugees to even more benefits, which will more than double the cost of $50 billion a year. They also won't tell you that each refugee family member will be allowed to bring in extended family members, quadrupling the number that will enjoy the same benefits. They won't tell you that the odds are the children of the children will receive the same benefits when they become adults. They won't tell you that most refugees are happier, assimilate better, and are less prone to commit terrorist attacks when they are relocated within their own region, where their dress, customs, surroundings, and culture is more familiar. They won't tell you that the 2 million Syrians relocated in a 20 times 20 mile area in northeast Syria fared much better than the Syrians that relocated in Europe. The same scenario occurred when the Kurds relocated in their region. They won't tell you that disgruntled, poorly assimilated second generation and refugee children are more prone to commit terrorist attacks than first generation refugees. They won't tell you that the Germans have held several street protests because the Afghans that Chancellor Merkel invited to Germany failed to assimilate and are now robbing, raping, assaulting, and bombing their citizens. They won't tell you that after establishing residence, refugees can move abroad and continue collecting U.S. welfare checks. When the feel-good woke message wears off, when neighborhood crime and assimilation problems start to occur, when Sharia law court battles arise, when the support costs become insurmountable, and when the terrorist bombs start going off, don't expect the morally superior feel-good do-gooders to admit they were wrong or culpable. They'll just move on to their next feel-good woke humanitarian crisis, voicing their moral superiority. How soon we have forgotten April 15, 2013, when the Boston Marathon Bomber Brothers, DeSokart and Tamerlan Tsarnaev, refugees from Kyrgyzstan, north of Afghanistan, killed three, injured hundreds, and left 17 missing limbs. They later kidnapped a man in his car, had a shootout in Watertown, and killed two policemen. When asked, DeSokart claimed they were motivated by the Afghanistan and Iraq wars. When their parents were finally located in Europe, they threatened retaliation if any harm came to their son, claiming his actions were justified. It was also discovered they were still receiving U.S. welfare checks.